Hello everyone and welcome to the Wheel Sports Podcast. This is of course the Zanvoort preview predictions, washed predictions, crap predictions, all wrong predictions edition. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your audio podcastees, please do go and leave a spicy review. That would be amazing um, because that helps to get more listeners, basically. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, well, then you know that because I'm going to be chatting to you guys in the live chat, as always. Now, if you are watching live, um, and I'll assume you are, if you can see what's on screen, um, you'll know that I always do my predictions. Um, and the way I do this is I throw in three DNFs. Um, and I uh, think these predictions will all be wrong. Um, but I've just decided as well for audio listeners to add a DNS to this as well, which is, of course, Nick DeVries, um, because, well, he's not going to start. Also, anyone watching this live, uh, this is a new setup. I'm currently redoing a load of stuff for the documentary channel. Um, so if there's a bit of connection dropping or anything like that, just bear with me for this week. Um, it'll be fixed during the week. I'm still drilling stuff and so on. So let's see what's going on in chat, and then we'll click through the three DNFs very quickly. Uh, so Wimbo, of course, uh, a, a very, very good friend of the channel and a member of the channel, apparently. So welcome back. Thank you, Wim. Mad Crabber said, hey, BBG. Um, I'm guessing that meant be right back, but I'm not sure. Sean Daly, uh, hold your applause. It's your Irish brother from another mother. <laughs> hey, Sean. Uh, good to be back. Good to be back. Thank you. Malachi. Thank you very much for joining. He said love, but he meant live. Um, and apparently I violated DeVries by putting uh, him as a DNS. Um, <laughs> Wani, welcome to the chat. And Connor, 23434, welcome to the chat. So let's go ahead and put um, our normal three predictions in for DNFs. And hopefully, it's been uh, six weeks since I've done this. So hopefully, hopefully... I've got it all lined up right, because otherwise this could be terrible. And I actually think the DNFs are the same as last time, so sorry about that. <laughs> in last place, apart from DeVries, who is in DNS, it is going to, of course, be Esteban Ocon, because Alpine have to have bad luck every single week. Um, and I think I put Gasly last time, so I put Ocon this time to DNF. Um, but yeah. Just because Alpine, I don't know what's going on there, but it's an absolute shit show. Of course, while I was on break, they fired their team boss, their technical chief, their CEO, and they lost another one of their technical leads to Williams. Um, so, yeah, in the last year, they have lost basically everything, including Piastri and Alonso. They could have had Piastri and Alonso. And no offense to Ocon and Gasly, but Ocon and Gasly are not Piastri and Alonso. And I mean that in both a literal sense and, you know, of course, a sense of, you know, they're not they're not as good as Alonso and uh, and Piastri. And I know there's some Ocon fans who will fight me on that. That's fine. We'll set up an area where we can fight and so on. It'll be it'll be good crack. Missed you too, Matthew Hart. Biggest McLaren fan ever, says, hey, how are you? And Jesus, your season turned around big time, eh? Uh, one, he said, already guessing Sergeant. Uh, will you be wrong, actually, because the other two DNFs, the other two DNFs that I'm going to put in here are, and one of these is going to really upset people, I think, 
Magnuson and Albon. I'm going to say Albon, Magnuson, and Ocon are the DNFs, along with the DNS of Nick de Vries, for this weekend's Zandvoort Dutch Grand Prix. Wimbo's home Grand Prix, of course. Um, I'm putting Albon here for one and only one reason, um, and that is because I plan to put Albon quite far up when it comes to Monza. Um, so I need to offset that. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that now. And I'm also putting Magnus in there for the only reason that basically, uh, you know, Haas have, like Alpine, not been having the greatest season so far. Alpine have been a mess, but Haas have just kind of been nowhere since, was it Australia? Um, I hope I, I hope I switched this out and put Ricardo in here. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> um, Malachi says, I'm not a fan of Ocon. He's nowhere close to Alonso. Yeah, like, the thing is, Ocon and Gasly, I think, are great drivers, but they're not top-tier talents. I think they're fantastic midfield drivers. And given where Alpine wants to be, it's just, it's a bit of a letdown. Uh, let's see. Sergeant, Sergeant Ocon and K-Mag to retire, thinks Sean Daly. Connor, 23434, says, ah, just, they'll just take themselves out. Serdic says, my guess is De Vries goes to IndyCar next year, perhaps. I think De Vries will end up somewhere. Um, it won't be another Formula One team, but he'll end up somewhere. Uh, Diana says, Alpine have had such bad luck this season. It's been an awful season for Alpine. In what I think is either the fourth or fifth fastest, like it's in that battle for the top four teams. In just on pure pace of that car. Um, biggest McLaren fan ever says, no, Albon. Yeah, but you'll be happy where I put Piastri and Norris. So don't worry too much. Alpine, uh, let's see, Connor says, uh, I don't know about Albon. He's doing very well. Yeah, like I said, it's just that I think that Albon will have a great race in Monza. So I'm balancing it out now. And as you know, my predictions are terrible anyway. Um, I don't think I've ever gotten my predictions correct. Um I did last year, actually. I got a few correct last year. This year has been an... I'm having an Alpine year of predictions this year. So, yeah. Matthew Hart, bold take. Sergeant P10. Wow. Giving Williams a lot more to think about with next year's... Uh, next season's driver lineup. I think we're going to have silly season in December this year, honestly. Um, I think it's all going to come down to that Perez seat um, and how he does for the rest of the season. Uh, Magnus Spin. Love it. Uh, Bob DeRee says, that could be a first-turn shunt. They run together more often than not. Sean Daly says he thinks Ricardo is going to get into some kind of trouble in the race. I just have a feeling. Um, and uh, Bob DeVries thinks Nick will be in Formula E. Um, let's see. Sam Lewis, hello and welcome. So let's jump in to the backmarkers. And I'm going to get these out of the way uh, quite quickly here. Um, let's see. So, personally... I think it's going to be a Guanyu Zhou in P17. Um, the Alfa Romeo looked better. Um, was it Spa? It looked better. And where else was it? Was it, it wasn't Silverstone, was it? It was Hungary. I think, uh, yeah. They, was it Hungary? They did look a little bit better, but... And look, Joe is... It, I, th I still think Joe has something to give, but I think this... Well, we, I think next year is going to be the last year for Bottas and Alfa Romeo. And I think this year could be the last year for Joe. I think we're going to get some silly season stuff. Uh, but I, I think, honestly, um, yeah, I just don't think Alfa Romeo are going to have a particularly good weekend. I also don't think that Williams are going to have a particularly good weekend. 
because I'm going to put Sargent in P16. I'm going to go quicker through these predictions this week because uh, I'm one, I'm rusty, uh, so I need to get back into this. And two, I think it's more fun to just have the bants uh, once I go through these predictions with you guys and the top 10 are kind of more fun anyway. So, uh, yeah. So Sam Lewis, thank you for confirming. It was Hungary qualifying. Yes. And then Joe took uh, Bottas's uh, bowling lessons from last year uh, into turn one with Ricardo. And I think Ricardo did a pretty good job of a recovery there. Speaking of Bottas, I'm going to put Bottas into P15 um, to round out the bottom five, including the DNFs and De Vries. Um, So, yeah, Sean Daly says, Albon had a hell of a run. Um, He's due for an issue. Yeah, I just, I just... I'd like if he has an issue for it to just be out of the way this weekend where I don't think Williams are going to be particularly great anyway at this type of track. Um, you know, they have a lot of work to do. So I think, you know, um, yeah, I think I think it'd be better to have an off weekend this weekend or to be honest, they should take an engine penalty and then turn their engine up to 11 for Monza. Um, biggest McLaren fan ever says, uh, what's your opinion on Sam Bird McLaren Formula E team? I have no idea um, if I'm honest. I haven't watched this season of Formula E and I am devastated by that because apparently it was a banger from everything I saw. Um, But I've now in this new setup also got Fox uh, installed so I can watch all the Formula E races for next season. So I'm going to get hell of into that um, because it does look like it's it's picking up. Um, In P14, Hulkenberg in P14. Uh, again, I don't think Haas is going to have a particularly good weekend, and I think Hulkenberg will get the best of it. I think it's probably P14. Um, Connor Owens says, I think we have probably five great drivers and everyone else is good but in bad cars. Maybe, maybe. I think Bottas is in his Raikkonen phase. He's just seeing out his career. I think Sean, that's fair enough. Um, Vincenzo Martino says, when do you think Alpha will do good this season? I don't. Um, And actually, you know what? It kind of goes back to what I said at the start of the season, which was basically at the start of the season, I predicted one of two things would happen with Alfa Romeo this year. Uh, Because remember, this is the last year of the Alfa Romeo sponsorship. They're going back to just pure Sauber next year. It looks like, and I've, I've had it confirmed. And in fact, I confirmed it months ago. So let's see if it actually happens. But Alfa Romeo should be sponsoring the, it should be the title sponsor of Haas next year. Um, So, what I basically think is that in 24 and 25, um, and this year especially, they're focused very much on getting the team together. They're going to be, you know, hunting the right staff, getting their facilities in order, spending more of their money on the future as opposed to now. And I think what you'll see from Alfa Romeo or Sauber as it becomes is basically that it will start transitioning towards Audi. So, sorry, to confirm, the predictions that I made at the start of this year was either Alpha would have a test year where that you'd see them do really well this year and it would basically be them just testing the team to see where all the weak spots are or you'd see them have a terrible team and that was basically just them going, look, feck this year, maybe we screw 2024 as well and we just focus on the Audi implementation. And I think that that's going to be, you know, where it is. Um... Let's see. Bob DeVries, Alpha is gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think Alpha Romeo will be uh, focused on their Haas sponsorship. They probably just don't care this year. And Sauber itself is just focused on on building itself up. Uh, biggest McLaren fans says Alpha Romeo said that they would focus more in the Chinese market. So maybe Joe to Haas, that would be interesting. Um, 
Goat says DNF for Alex. Sorry, Goat, if you weren't here at the start, basically what I'm saying is I'm hoping he has a bad weekend this weekend because I think he has a chance of killing it in Monza. So I'm hoping he has a better uh, a, a better chance at Monza if he just throws this weekend away, basically. Um, also, F1 Goat, uh, did that T-shirt ever arrive? Um, because they did send another one. Um, and if it doesn't, I'm going to sort something out for you. Um, so let me know. Um, sorry, I haven't been on Discord, everyone, by the way. Uh, I have been on like a six-week break. And then last week uh, was very much just getting back on top of everything. Um, so yeah, so I'll jump into Discord, go and check up on that. And if it didn't, let's see, can we sort something else out maybe? Because I, I don't know what's going on with that, if not. Uh, Sean Daly, I'm actually looking forward to seeing Sauber on its own for a couple of years. Should be an interesting experiment. Watching them build the Aussie team should be fascinating. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, and Connor Owen says, I hope Audi turns into the new Benetton just for the chaos. I hope Audi then uh, decides to basically bring back Flavio um, in P13. I'm going to put Daniel Ricciardo. Um, I think Ricardo is doing a decent job. I think he's still going to get beaten by Sonoda for a couple of races. In saying that, though, obviously there was a lot of recency bias that he was essentially washed in Belgium. But the way I see Ricardo's form so far is pretty good, actually, because I think that Ricardo has essentially, he came back and beat Sonoda even after a really poor turn one incident um, in Hungary. And then in Spa, he beat him for the sprint and then Basically, it was just opposites for the actual Grand Prix. So I actually think he's doing a really good job. I think Sonoda is having a really good season, but I think Ricardo's going to get closer and closer. And I think basically it'll be this weekend and then Monza, I reckon, Ricardo washes Sonoda. I think Sonoda will, you know, that will be this, the turning point. And I, I don't think that Ricardo, because from what I've seen this season, it's really hard to tell whether De Vries was actually that awful or whether, you know, Ansonoda was really good, or if the car is actually decent and we should see them nearer to the points every race. Um, but I think that what we'll see is that Ricardo, I don't think will whitewash Sonoda. I think they'll be very close all season. And that's what Sonoda needs, to be honest, because if Ricardo is performing as well as Red Bull think he is, then Sonoda needs to keep that up. But I think P13, I think it's going to take him a while to get back in. I know everyone seems to think Ricardo's washed, but I think... He just couldn't adapt to that McLaren. And I also think, you know, McLaren over the last couple of seasons have been a bit iffy anyway. They've got on track now, but I think like Alpine, they had their internal issues. So I think it's 50-50 Ricardo and McLaren's fault, that whole thing. So I'm not willing to write him off. I think the inherent talent is there, but I, I don't think he's going to start like killing Sonoda every weekend, at least until another weekend or two from now. And even then, I don't think he's going to kill it. Um, F1 go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, it didn't arrive. Okay. Well, I'll chat with you on Discord. I'll uh, I'll ping you a message later today. Uh, F1 go, and we'll sort something else out. Let's see. Can we just maybe get something um closer, um, shipped from there? I I don't know. I'll figure it out because whatever that supplier is doing, it's not going to arrive. Um, I'm honestly not expecting a lot from him in that car. Danny likes a car to be a very specific way. If he doesn't have the car, he fails. So to be fair, he's already done better than I was expecting, says Sean. It's a fair point. Um, as long as Audi dominates in 2026, says Vincenzo, and De Vries was that bad, he didn't crash, he wasn't fast enough to crash, says Bob. Ouch. In P12, I'm going to put Yuki Tsunoda. I think, honestly, the thing is, the rest of the cars kind of... it's. 
we've got a bottom and top five now. And and I said this earlier in the podcast that I think Alpine are actually in that top five. I genuinely think they are there. I think they're just having bad luck, bad strategic or strategic issues, bad luck. Bad luck seems to be more than anything else. There's something going on in Alpine that is just destroying everything. Um, hopefully Ryan Reynolds and his Deadpool friends can fix it. Um, I just, I would not be surprised if that team doesn't become, you know, a different brand very soon. Um, it would not surprise me. Um, but yeah, they need something big to happen soon. But basically the point and why I brought that up for Sonoda is I think from 11 up to first, which means I've got someone else in there, haven't I? Uh, no, I haven't. Top six teams, is it now? Am I going crazy? Red Bull, Mercedes, McLaren, Ast- oh, Aston, Ferrari, and Alpine. Yeah, there's top six teams. Wow, okay. So yeah, there's a top six and a bottom four, and Alpine seem to just be, you know, somewhere in the middle of the top five and the bottom four, but I actually think they're fast enough anyway. Um... So Connor Owen says, looking at the telemetry for Yuki, I think he is overdriving that car uh, in the best way. And Sean Daly thinks that Sonoda is putting that car where it has no business being. Hugely impressed with him this season. He went from out of shape and out of touch to getting points. Yeah, he's genuinely, he's been really, really impressive this season. And honestly, for two reasons, I want Ricardo to do well for two reasons, okay? Because one, I want to see Ricardo do well. He's a likable guy, and Ricardo on a good day before the McLaren stuff. Ricardo in Renault even was fabulous um, to watch most weekends. And then on top of that, if Ricardo does really well and Sonoda is either ahead of him or right up there with him, it'll mean Sonoda will finally get to that point where he's appreciated. Because Sonoda was very much, you know, he, I think even if De Vries had continued on for the rest of the season, Sonoda could have been dropped if they thought, well, De Vries is good, but, or, you know, De, Sonoda's good, but we don't know how good De Vries is. That car could be great. So I think it's great for him that he has that benchmark. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I think Sonoda will likely leave the Red Bull family though. I, I just, I, I've talked about Sonoda going to Aston. I'm not sure if that will be the team, but I can't see Sonoda going to Red Bull, unfortunately, unless he really just kills Ricardo for uh, maybe this season and next season, if that happens, for example, and there's like a massive, massive deficit, then sure. Um, but I, I think that Red Bull are looking for someone more along the lines of Lawson. Um, and I, I, I keep hearing about people saying, okay, Ricardo for the Red Bull seat. And then people are talking about everyone else coming into, you know, the Alpha Tauri seat and so on. And I hear very little chatter about Lawson. So I'm hoping they're not kind of leaving Lawson out because I think Lawson could be, you know, a next first up and he's genuinely that good, I think. Um, Bob DeVry says, Alpine has the same problem as the team they replaced. Management interference. Fair enough. Uh, honestly, yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me. Sean Daly, Yuki can learn a lot from Ricardo. I can only see Yuki improving from here on out. I hope so. And Vincenzo thinks that Yuki needs to leave Red Bull, uh, the Red Bull family or they'll kill his career. It could very much be a Gasly, but then, you know, I don't think Gasly was good enough for a top team anyway, if I'm honest. I don't think it was that he was promoted too early. I just I just don't think Gasly is good enough for it. Um, but he is definitely good enough. Um, let's see. Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. Didn't say anything. He is definitely good enough to have nothing to do with the fact that I've put Stroll in P11. Um, I think 
that the Aston will somewhat start its return this weekend. I think they have a carryover platform for 2024. So I think that, you know, we'll start seeing them build on it. There's obviously the problems that Alonso has talked about with the tires, which I don't so much believe. And then uh, alleged problems with some sort of wing, apparently, according to people on Twitter and the Engine Breaking Podcast. Love those guys. Um, So I didn't hear that over the summer break while I was away, but apparently they've had some issues there. But I think they'll start fixing their issues now. Um, But I I reckon we won't see Aston you know, fighting for podiums again this season, unless there's kind of messy weekends. And the reason for that is I just think that while they will have a decent car and they'll kind of get on top of things, I think it's late enough in the season that they'll kind of go, well, why don't we put all of our eggs into the 2024 basket? Um, Because it would just make more sense for them um, to do that, kind of take all the learnings and go ahead. And regardless, I think Stroll is a terrible driver and therefore will be P11. And just ahead of him, in P10, skimping into the points while his friend and co-pilot is DNF'd, will of course be Pierre Gasly. So we're into the points. Um, I've heard Red Bull don't like Lawson because of how he is on TV and interview, says Connor. See, that's an interesting one, but I, I don't know if his performance is that good. Would they care? It's an interesting one. Um, he's doing incredible in Super Formula, though. Um... Yeah, so Sean Daly says Lawson is up in the air um, as to whether he wants to stay in Super Formula. Okay, interesting. And Sean Daly says Stroll has a history of going off or running into someone on this track. So hopefully he can keep it in the tarmac. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Gasly too much because I've kind of given my reasons for for that with the Ocon. But yeah, I think it's going to be the way it goes. In P9, I'm going to say Sainz. I reckon that uh, Ferrari will qualify you know, up there, they'll probably qualify third or fourth and then completely screw up and shit the bed in the race because that's what Ferrari do. Um, Science, I have to say, has been pretty impressive. So while I was on break watching the last few races before uh, the actual full summer break kicked in, I thought Science was doing pretty, pretty well. Um, he was in many cases on the same level as Leclerc. I think that could be more to do with Leclerc maybe being a little bit put off by just how terrible Ferrari's been this season. Um, and, you know, the heartbreak from last year, I'm sure, still applies. But, uh, yeah, I think science has been doing good, but I'm not expecting Ferrari to have an incredible weekend, if I'm honest with you. Um, so I'm going to say science P9, and for the same reason, just ahead of him, I am going to put Leclerc in P8. Um, Connor Owens says, as, as it pertains to the Lawson stuff, Wow, I'm rusty. Pertains? Who uses pertains in a podcast? Uh, says that I think they might not want to deal with two Verstappens. That's a fair fair one. Um, I'm just surprised they're not putting him in AlphaTauri to test him out. I guess we'll see how how it goes. I think there'll be a silly season in December. I'm just waiting for it. Um, biggest McLaren fan ever says, what about Perez and Al- Alonso in Aston? Just a, for a time, forget Stroll. Yeah. Uh, it could be a good lineup, but Stroll is not going anywhere, unfortunately. Uh, Marcus Strymon says, unless actually Stroll goes and plays tennis, which apparently has been a, a thing. Um, so that would be interesting if Stroll goes to uh, to play tennis. Um, just imagine if Hamilton won Zanvert and ended Max's streak at eight wins, just one short of Vettel. Can you imagine the outrage on F1 Twitter, says Marcus. Um, yeah, I... I Honestly, there's another driver I think could pip that eight wins and it's not Hamilton. Um, but I think Hamilton will have a good weekend, more on that in a few. 
personally, I wouldn't mind if Vettel kept his record. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Um, I, th- I think F1 Twitter would be pretty interesting to watch. Sean Daly says, Sainz needs to work on his consistency. He uh, has talent, clearly, but he can't always put it to work. Yeah, I think Sainz just has the problem that he is a fantastic driver, I think. And he, you know, I, th- I think he's a safe pair of hands, generally. And I think he's pretty consistent. Hmm, I get where you're coming from, though. But I think that, um, whoa, Jace Bukes. Thank you very much for the 999.99 Zar. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, Sean, I think he could be up there. I just don't think he's a Leclerc. You know, there's there's drivers like Leclerc, Russell, Verstappen, Norris, Piastri, uh, you know, of that new generation. Uh, and I just don't think they're, I don't think science is up there. Um, Jace Bukes says, sounds like a dream, <laughs> Marcus Strymon. Uh, referring to the Hamilton win. Thank you so much, Jace. I really appreciate that, man. And uh, welcome to the chat once again. Um, good to have you back. Um, Marcus says, true, I think McLaren is closer, but the outrage would be different with Hamilton ending it, of course. Definitely. Um, although I think if any British driver ends it, um, he'd get the same thing. It's a Dutch Grand Prix and there's no love lost there, is there, at the moment. Uh, Vincenzo Martino says, do you think Carlos is going to leave Ferrari even in his radios? It seems he's just not happy there. I reckon that a lot of the rumor around him going to Audi could be um, could be true. It'd be a good lineup. He's still got youth on his side. He'd be a safe pair of hands. And it would give them the option to basically have someone with the experience and then bring in a young hotshot uh, or even bring in a German driver for 26 and 27, someone you know, along the lines of Schumacher to give that name um, there while they're still building up because they're not expecting to win a championship out of the gate in 26. Um, you know, or at least that's what they're saying publicly. So yeah, it could happen. Um, Marcus Strymon says, ah, no, my bad. McLaren will struggle with slow speed corners in Zamvert. I would have thought that, Marcus, but look how good they were in Hungary. Um, so I don't know. I'm not so sure. We'll talk about that in a moment, though. Um, let me first of all talk about... Uh, well, upsetting some, upsetting half of the Mercedes fans before I go on to be happy about the rest of them to an extent. Um, I'm going to say Russell P7. Um, and the reason for that is uh, I think that Russell will just have a relatively bad weekend. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think one of the Mercedes will do really well and one of the Mercedes will do really poorly. Um, and I'm going to say that it's Russell because for whatever reason, Russell, unlike last year, just hasn't been on top of this car. Um, it was the other way around last year. Um, you know, Russell was incredible. And even up until Australia this year, uh, Russell's performance in Australia before his car caught fire was incredible. Um, it's just having a bad car. Maybe it's an experimental setup. Anyone? No, anyway. Um, yeah, I, whatever's going on, I just think Russell, uh, is just, you know, um, I just, I just don't think Russell is going to have a great race this weekend. And then to, before I get into the top five, for the same reasons as kind of Stroll, but I think obviously he'll do far better. Alonso, I don't think that car is quite back ready to be up there yet, but I think they'll have a decent weekend where they'll get a few points. And I think it's gonna be Alonso P6. I think Alonso will have a very good 2024 season, but I think the Alonso winning this season 
dream kind of dies unless they have a big upgrade planned or a big fix. Hopefully they do. Um, and you'll hear about that here first, obviously, because that's what we do now that I'm back. Um, let's see. Uh, Sean Daly says, Leclerc also needs to work on his consistency. Uh, probably his biggest downfall. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Russell has been kind of poopy this year, says uh, Dr. Huerdo Titsko. Uh, um, sorry if that is actually your last name. I didn't mean to laugh there. Um, Russell has had a bad run of form. It seems the car is moving a bit away from him, says Sean. Marcus Strymon says, Jason, how happy are you with the second channel is going? I quite like it. Thanks very much. You may have noticed with the documentary channel, uh, just I know this is off topic, but if you are listening to this and not watching live, and you probably already know about this if you're watching live, uh, I have a new channel, which is just Jason Hassett. It's at that Jason Hassett. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing mini documentaries and my original plan was to do kind of seven to 10 minute documentaries on a variety of topics and publish them every Wednesday. And the reason I decided to do that was I wanted to eventually, over the next few years, kind of stumble into doing full-length and feature-length documentaries. It's like a dream of mine. But I decided uh, to change that up. So I took my break, as you guys know. Uh, but over that break, I started working on a documentary um, completely. Um, so instead of doing one video a week, it's going to change to one a month but they're going to be full length and some feature length. So some 45 to 60 minute documentaries. And then every couple of months or every three, six months, there's going to be a feature length hour and a half documentary. So uh, that's kicking off. Um, I think we should have the first documentary finished and ready to go public for September 15th, which is nearly a month from now. Um, I probably will still sprinkle in a couple of short documentaries here and there if something comes up I get interested in. But yeah, if, if you're wondering about the documentary channel, um, why it hasn't been active, it's switching to full-length documentaries. So uh, to put that in perspective, like there is a storyboard on the wall over here. You're talking like a 60-minute documentary. It's going to be big and long. I'm not sure how good the first one's going to be because it's my first full-length documentary. But yeah, that's the idea is there's plenty of channels out there doing six and seven minute, 15 minute documentaries. And I figured, you know, instead of competing with that, my goal was to make long full feature length documentaries anyway. So why not just jump ahead into that? So, um, yeah, there's, that's the plan. So that's, that's why you won't see much on there, but the idea is there'll be a lot less content, but a lot higher quality basically. So, yeah. So thanks for that, Marcus. I really appreciate it. Um, let me see. Piastri first podium this weekend, thinks Daniel XP1. McLaren will be bringing the rest of the upgrades, plus it's a high-speed corner, um, so we'll be cooking. Yeah, uh, I tend to agree, biggest McLaren fan. Um, I think McLaren are going to have a really good weekend. Uh, as a Merck fan, I agree, he tends to not be great on limited circuits like Hamilton, on rear limited circuits, I imagine that is. Yeah, rear limited, says Connor. Um, and in Monza, we will be bringing for the first time rear wing. Um, yeah, hopefully they have that upgrade. So they are bringing that final 25% this weekend then. I need to check that out. I hadn't confirmed that, but I will confirm that tomorrow. But cool. Um, it's deserved doing great in Formula One, a real star. I'm so happy for Piastri. I hate the way Alpine treated him last year, says Diana. And Menace won the GOAT. It's Russell's true form against Lewis, just like last part of last season. I, I disagree. I actually think Russell and Hamilton are very close. I just, there's something going on with that car or look, you know, every driver has a bad run of form at some point. So let's see. Speaking of poor runs of form, which they said ended in, ended in spa, but I'm going to say P5 for Perez. I think he's going to have a poor qualifying here or he's just going to have a poor race. 
He didn't do great here last year either. And I just, I just personally don't think that Perez is going to have a great weekend, uh, personally. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that the top four, and I'll get onto this in a minute, are going to be very, very good, are very, very close. And as Sean Daly points out, Perez doesn't like this track. I'm sorry, Perez. One sec. Sorry, Perez. Okay. I'm really sorry. You'll be back, buddy. Just might not be in a Red Bull. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Marcus Ryman says, you cannot tell me that anyone will catch Red Bull until 2026 unless there's a big reg change that specifically limits RB like Merck from 21 to 20 or 20 to 21. I disagree. I personally, I don't think it'll be 24. I think 24 will be closer. Um, but I think 25, I could see that, um, because I could see someone catching them because at the end of the day, right, we did before these regs came in, talked in 21 and started 22 about how prescriptive these regs were. And there was a lot of talk about that. And even the engineers and, and aerodynamicists were quite annoyed about how prescriptive these are. And the reason that's important is if you look at how big of a leap McLaren have been able to make, um, you know, Mercedes, even with a fairly terrible car um, last year and this year, still had some good performances and put Red Bull under pressure at certain times. Yes, we will see teams catching Red Bull later this year because um, obviously, you know, Red Bull have stopped working on their car now and they're focused on 24. But I think that there are big gains to be made in these regulations by the other teams and I think diminishing returns for Red Bull. Do I think that'll be 24? I'm not sure and I don't think so. But I think for 25, we could see a title fight. Um, and that will be painful because then we'll get a reg change at 26 and either Red Bull will dominate again or we'll likely get another team get the, the regs in 26 right and dominate for 26 and 27 because, you know, they should stop changing the regulations so often. Hank says... He's dropping in for a moment. Welcome, Hank. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, the casual F1 fan, look at you, my friend, back on the grind. Yeah. We work hard. We play hard. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Just like 2004, 2005, where uh, specifically Bridgestone was killed. Yeah. That's, you could be right, Marcus. Uh, but I, I do think in 25, someone will catch up. Um, and Sean Daly says, Aston, Merck, McLaren, or Ferrari could all challenge the RB by 25. I See, this is the thing I think as well, because, I mean, I just think that there'll be diminishing returns. I think those teams will catch up, you know? Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think Red Bull could win the championship for 24 and 25 as well. Sure. But I don't think it'll be a whitewash, like, as much as this season is. I think the teams are catching on now, and I don't think... I I don't think these regs are as open as the long regs say between I know I know there was the 2017 change but let's say 2014 to 21 um so yeah but anyway um let's see I just hope Max Verstappen win because of the records and the history that's being made but at the same time I just want to see a battle I just want to see a battle for 11th place says Daniel um Rice and Pizza says, do you think Lewis will get a win this year? And also, do you think he'll get his eighth? I think he, I don't know if he'll get a win this, could get a win this year, but the problem now that they're going to have, right, is that McLaren is going to be up there. And then you're going to have a battle between McLaren, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari is intermittently there, Aston could come back, and Mercedes is very much focused on 2024. 
For the eighth, I just don't know because there's too many variables. So I think I think Hamilton is still driving at an, at an incredible level. Is he still driving at his peak? No, I don't think so. I think 2018 was his absolute peak. And that's a compliment to Hamilton as well because of how well he drove in 19, 20, 21, even 22. And now this year he's having some stellar performances. I think 2018 was his peak personally. And I think that for him to get the title will mean clearing not only the other teams, but Russell. And then you've got McLaren could be up there. Red Bull, if they, you know, there's just so much there. I think it's going to be hard for Lewis to get his eighth, if I'm honest. Um, it would be incredible to watch, but I just don't think it'll be there. Um, at this point, if Red Bull doesn't win everything this season, then what was the point? Says Vincenzo. Um, and then uh, Bob DeVries said, no way they'll they'll win everything. Uh, that makes thing that makes me skeptical is that these are aerodynamic regs and RB are specifically insane with aero regs, blown diffuser, double diffuser. These dudes are scary in aero and I have no faith in Merck, says Marcus. Yeah, like the thing is, I'm, the thing is, right? So yes, Red Bull has Nui and these are very much aerodynamic regs. So agreed with that um, 100%. But like I said, diminishing returns. Let's not completely doubt that McLaren have got some shit together. And if that is the case, then, I mean, Aston have a solid Mercedes engine in the back and they've got Dan Fallows, don't forget. And Dan Fallows is really the mastermind behind the 2021 car. He was right there with Nui for the uh, the Vettel era. So, you know, Aston could be the ones in there. Um, it'll be interesting though. And I, look, Mercedes, sure, it was, you know, more, let's say, the engine for them than than the aero, sure. But let's not discount them completely. Um, I think it could, I think it could happen. Uh, Daniel XP1, do a Ferrari comeback, does a Ferrari comeback look likely for 2024? No, I think we'll see Ferrari probably somewhere in 2038, 2039. <laughs> um, in, just to move the, uh, the predictions along as well, I'm going to say Piastri P4. I think that um, McLaren will have a really good weekend. I think Piastri will have a good weekend, but I think he'll just be pipped off the podium once again by Lewis Hamilton, who I think will have a great weekend, but miss out on P2 and sculpt a podium. He had a great race here last year as well um, before the safety car. Um, what was it? The conspiracy with uh, Red Bull and... The, the really, really stupid conspiracy that uh, Yuki had a seatbelt issue. Um, I, I think that he will have a great weekend, Hamilton, and just beat out Piastri again to a podium. I reckon Piastri has a few podiums on his way this year. I don't think this is one of them. I reckon Monza could be it if they do have their new rear wing. Um, F1 Goat, before I go on to P2 and P1, we'll talk about that in a minute. F1 Goat says, if the Red Bulls continue to dominate, I need Checo to step up and put some form of a title fight to Max. I know he has it in him. If he's still in that seat, Goat, if he's still in that seat. Uh, Connor, 23-43-4 owns. Hot take, but it, would be a re but it would be real exciting if they bring active aero in 2026. They're also bringing lighter cars as well. Uh, Menace won the Goat. Lewis got pole in Hungary. He's still peaking. So listen, I agree that Lewis is still at a massively high level. My point there is his peak, I think, was in 2018. Personally, that's just my opinion on it. And I think he's gone down since then. But it's not like he's dropped off massively. Like, he's still getting pole. 
He fought for a championship in 2021 right to the fucking wire. Um, he, you know, he put on some incredible performances in a shitbox last year and he's been doing really well this year. So I'm not saying that Lewis is washed by any means. I just think that personally his peak was in 2018. And I think that's why his eighth will be hard because I think Russell hasn't really shown us his peak yet. So we'll see. Personal opinion though, you know, um, nothing more. Um, it's yet to be seen. And if he wins a race even this year, then he breaks that record of, is it no one after their 300th Grand Prix has won a race? Uh, P2 Lando, the boy deserves it. He's been midfield for tired too long for someone his talent. Um, I watched the F wonderful channel about the Yuki conspiracy. These dudes went crazy on that. Yeah, just a ridiculous conspiracy. So look, let me just put P1 and P2 here. Um, it is, of course, Norris and Verstappen. And I think if the McLaren has its final upgrade and it all works out, I think because of Hungary and Silverstone, I see no reason why that McLaren won't be an absolute beast at this weekend's race. However, I think that Verstappen is the man to be, and I just don't think Verstappen will make a foible at his home Grand Prix, and I think the Red Bull will clearly still be faster than the McLaren. Um, there's Wimbo, the Hamilton fanboy in chat there. <laughs> Um, but also, I should probably point out something else as well, because uh, just just in case this gets brought up. So this is a screenshot from the chat earlier um, today. Uh, let's see. So uh, this was from earlier today. I was in the live chat um, for the Engine Breaking podcast. I said, I reckon that Norris wins this weekend, but I'm going to predict that on my channel but I'm not going to predict that on my channel for credibility reasons. Tomo said that's pretty base. Um, and then some people screenshotted it. So, um, yeah. So I actually think there's a good chance that Norris wins the race this weekend. Uh, but I'm not willing to predict that because I've been wrong too much. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Norris in my head. I want Norris to win. But I don't want to predict it um, for, for many, many reasons. Um, so yeah, uh, Wimbo basically, unless Max gets arrested, says Cammy Gibson. Yeah. For going, what was it? 30 kilometers over the speed limit in France. He's not getting arrested for that. You know, I've done well over 30 kilometers, the speed limit in France. You're not getting arrested for that shit. It's just, uh, someone trying to make a name for themselves in the police over there. So yeah, those are my predictions washed as always. Um, we've got another 17, 18 minutes before I have to go. So let's just have a chat with the chat now. Um, so I usually stop here for the audio listeners, but you know what? Audio listeners come along with us and join the wonderful thing that is chat with chat. Um, so let's see, uh, <laughs> Pache thinks he saw an impersonator of me on the engine breaking podcast. No, it was actually me. Uh, Dylan Moses says P5 for Perez. Uh, yikes, considering how dominant that car is. I know I'm hoping he wins, but I'm not willing to put anything on the line for it. Norris should win. Also want Vettel to keep his record. Fair enough, Sean. Uh, Bobby Vries, the only way is his max DNFs. Fair enough. It's also accurate, I think. Um, 2024 predictions. Okay, here's my 2024 predictions. I think that if this form continues with Perez, I think that they drop Perez, put Ricardo in purely for bants, shits and giggles um, alongside Verstappen. 
uh, because they know Perez or Ricardo will fall into line this time. I think if that happens, Perez gets a big check and fecks off to IndyCar or something else, maybe just goes home and chills out here with me and becomes my co-host on this podcast. That would be great um, here in Mexico. I don't think he goes to Alpha Tauri. I don't think he accepts any other drive. I don't think Perez goes anywhere. I know Wimbo says Haas. Uh, I think if he loses the Red Bull seat, he's gone. Like he knows he's not getting another top seat. So why? Um, so I think Perez goes, Lawson jumps into the Alpha Tauri. Um, and then I think that Sargent gets uh, replaced by Alex Palau. Um, and, uh, Joe, you know, uh, Joe and Bottas both get replaced. Carlos Sainz goes to, uh, Audi Sauber, um, with Mick Schumacher replacing Joe. Bottas retires. Uh, Albon gets moved into Ferrari, um, and Williams bring up another British driver. Yeah. So there you go. The Jason Checo show would be amazing. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, isn't the Zandvoort circuit one of Max Verstappen's favorite circuits? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so as well. 30 kicks over. That's, uh, I thought that was the normal since Bob DeFries. Um, we need an RB pit stop to mess it up. People put too much faith in Norris, says Foon. No, I think Norris is, is a Verstappen level driver and I will die on this hill. I, and anyone who says British buyers, I'm Irish and I'll shoot you. Um, I didn't mean that. I'm not allowed violence on YouTube. Don't report that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Norris is a top tier driver. I genuinely do. And I think the fact that Piastri has been so close says a lot about Piastri. Um, I think Norris is a top tier driver. I think, I think Norris, Russell, Verstappen, Leclerc are, you know, this generation of greats. Um, but I think unfortunately only a couple of them are going to get proper cars to drive with. Um, Albon at Ferrari would be amazing. I think Albon deserves it, you know, um, I think I think Albon just had a tough time in that car, uh, uh, in that Red Bull, you know. RB have been smashing their pit stops. McLaren are good ones too. I need Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes need to step up on the pit stops. So F1 go. Yeah, I you know, let's see. I, I really would love if uh, Red Bull just kind of said, let's just chuck some tweaks into that car and let another team have a couple of races. But there's a solid chance that Red Bull could whitewash this season. Um which would be interesting. I know it would be boring, but at this point, I want Red Bull to win everything this season, um, says Vincenzo. It, it'd be incredible for that record to happen. Uh, yeah, there should be heavy orange clouds, says Nicholas. Smaller, on a serious note, it's predicted to rain all three days. Uh, it, are my predictions factoring that in? No, my predictions are washed anyway, uh, much like the circuit could be. So honestly, look, I still think even if we get wet weather, I think the wet weather play would have played into McLaren's hands because of the rear wing and so on. I think these teams are ready for that anyway. Um, whether we get big wet weather or not, I don't know. Um, we, yeah. So Sean Daly says Norris is an incredible driver. And he also says, we do not like being called British. <laughs> we do not. We fought for that independence. Give us back the six. Uh, anyway, three to six counties. Uh, what if Sonoda and Ricardo have a bad season alongside Perez, the uh, outlier to RBC? Uh, like this is the thing: if 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 Perez, if if Sonoda and Ricardo have just a shite season, uh, Daniel, then I think that Perez just keeps his seat for another year. You know, um, yeah, 
Look, the most likely outcome is they keep Paris for 2024. They can string Ricardo along anyway. It allows them to play out more of the Sonoda bubble and they can figure out what to do with Lawson. You know, let's see. Um, F1 Goat says, I doubt you on that Norris Hill as well. I want him to replace Lewis when he retires. That would be cool. Uh, there's a lot of talk around Leclerc replacing Lewis if he retires. I, I genuinely, I think Leclerc sticks with Ferrari until 2026 personally. Um, I think we should bring back 2005 reg and slack six slicks on them, says Connor. I am here for that. Personally, I you know I want another 2012 season. Uh, that would be amazing. Is Formula One popular in Ireland? Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, Formula One was pretty popular in Ireland when I was a kid. Like I remember every weekend I'd watch it with family. Uh, like when Damon Hill was winning and stuff. Even though Damon Hill's British, obviously. Uh, yeah, and then we had Eddie Irvine, who I think is a bit of a prick. I got a photo with him. Don't like him. Just putting that out there. It's my constant go-to. Like, you know, don't like that guy. But yeah, bring back V12s. Bob DeVries, bang on, buddy. Cammy Gibson says, McLaren's strategy has been questionable at points this season, so they do need to lock it down if they're to make full use of the upgrades. Fair point. Um, yeah, fair point. Is Max in contention for GOAT if he wins every remaining race this season, Dylan? says, um, I think Max is one of the greats, right? Absolutely one of the greats. But I think there's never, this whole thing of a GOAT in Formula One is just impossible. It's all opinion. Because at the end of the day, even if Max goes on to win seven championships, even if he won eight championships, you can't really compare him to, say, Hamilton in his day. You, you know, a closer comparison would be Hamilton... Hamilton and Vettel, I guess, different regulation sets. It's like you can't compare Schumacher to Hamilton. They're just, you know, different eras. Senna, you can't compare. So it's, there's too much variables for it to be opinion, you know? Um, so, yeah. Um, I think he's one of the greats, though. Verstappen is, Bob DeVries, perfect. Perfect way of putting it. He's a generational talent, you know? That, that's that's the way to put it. Um Marcus says we need RB pit stop mess up. Do you remember the USGP last year and how Max went on a rampage? Uh, I hate this guy for being so fast. Finally a Hamilton win, but no Max ends that party. Yeah. Look, I think Max is just the best driver on, Max is the best driver on the grid right now with the best car. At the end of the day, we, we need to just remember, and I think, you know, there's always this argument on Twitter. Oh, he only wins because he has the best car. That is always the case. And we get sometimes... Very rarely in Formula One, we get incredible seasons where two constructors or two drivers have equal cars or say there's such a small distance between them. But in reality, it's it's always about the car first. And then the driver can make up that difference if they're right on the edge, you know, if they're that close to each other. I think this is an engineering season uh, or a series. It's an engineering series, you know, so... Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, Max is the best driver on the grid right now with the best car. I think it would be interesting if, say, Hamilton or Norris or Leclerc or even Alonso, it would be interesting to watch him fight in equal cars. And I still think my money, sensible money, would always be on Max unless the other driver gets a faster car. Um, but I just think he's the, the best driver on the grid at the moment. Um, and I think that's just, you know, until until proven otherwise... Fastest until proven guilty. Um, the only time I'd call out British bias is on Sky F1. Uh, you're your own media and you're allowed an opinion. Yeah, thanks, Foon. Um, 
I've had this argument before and people give out, say, for example, I've had some pretty shit opinions and, and reporting on this channel at times before. But that was kind of my point multiple times is Sky is is actually an international broadcaster with the licensed exclusive rights to broadcast F1 in a certain region, like in Britain. And it also does the commentary for the global English feed. So if I was that person, then there has to be a level of professionalism. It's expected. That is my argument with that. You know, if you're just some guy with a YouTube channel or like even the race, if the race came out and said, we think every driver who's not British is shit, I'd say, fair enough. It's a YouTube channel. You know, I can just decide not to watch that. But if I want English commentary on F1, I have to listen to Sky, more or less. Um, so, you know, it's either that or F1 Live, say. So fair enough, you don't have to. But my point is, they're basically forced to to put a certain amount of content out there. So there should be a forced amount uh, of professionalism there, is my opinion, you know. And F1 TV with multi-viewer is the best for F1, says Wimbo, 100%. Uh, Jim Clark is the only true GOAT. Agreed. Um, Verstappen is a generational talent in any series. I think I already read that. Bob DeVries. Daniel XP1 says, yeah, probably they've showed their support for Perez the whole season, except Marco. Fair enough. Uh, Misty, 2012 was such a great season because different constructors were the fastest at different points and on different circuits. Those kind of seasons are very rare, though. Yeah, and Alonso... Alonso, like literally pushing it right down the whole way through the season in what was definitely nowhere near the fastest car it was incredible. It was 2012 as well, seven different wins by seven different drivers, wasn't it? Was that that year or was that 2011? It was 2012, right? Uh, I think so. Ever seen that video of Max in the sim? He was hardly blinking amazing stuff. Is that typical from F1 drivers? Uh, shout out with uh ghastly for the amazing reflex exercises yeah i think that's pretty normal isn't it that they just they don't blink much anyway i guess that's kind of normal when your brain's in that heightened state of pushing out the endorphins um sean daly for will go down as one of the greatest drivers to ever grace the sport fact he's already shown that now we just wait and see how long he chooses to stay in the sport yeah and also you know w what i hope is i i think He'll go down as one of the greats now, regardless, anyway. What will be interesting is, you know, will we get those great title battles? You know, that'll be fantastic to watch. And then the interesting old part will also be, like I've said with Hamilton, it was the same with Schumacher. You know, it's the same with every driver. Who will be the person who takes that baton to the next generation? You know, could we get a short generation split? Could it be Piastri? You know, uh, there's not much in terms of years between them, but, you know... He's new to the F1 grid. Max has been on the grid since 2015. So, yeah, interesting one. 2010 and 2012 were stellar seasons. They just don't make them like that anymore. No, most of the 2000s to 2013 were stellar seasons. Like, 2005 was fantastic. The start of the Schumacher dominance was fantastic. And then it kind of went, you know, to the point where it's like, can we move on? Because uh, when I was watching, I was kind of a casual fan until 2004. Um, and I remember just everyone complaining like they are now about Schumacher. Um, 2007 was amazing. 2008 was amazing. 2009 was incredible, even though it was a fairly, you know, it was just two teams because uh, Red Bull came back the latter half, but it was incredible just for the story of Braun GP. So many good seasons throughout that decade. Um, let's see. I honestly, oh, Maldonado won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I, let's see, Matthew Hart. 
Let me get my bearings here. I honestly find it rather incredible the consistency with which we've had true generational talent of drivers in the sport since the late 90s and how their career timelines have crossed over with Schumacher to Vettel to Hamilton to Max. Yeah, yeah, we've had some pretty incredible drivers in this sport. Um, here in Austria, half the races are broadcasted on public and half on service TV owned by Red Bull. Guess what? The moderators at service are the biggest Red Bull fanboys and girls. Yeah, I suppose I suppose it's going to happen. Like if, if you're a British commentator, I get it that there's going to be a British bias there. Um, you know, if you're an Irish commentator back in 2000 or, you know, in the 90s, I'm sure you're shouting for Jordan, you know, and showing Jordan just on the, <laughs> the feed as much as possible. I get it. You know, I get it makes sense. I just think there has to be a certain level of of professionalism there. Talking to you, Ted. Um, two sex, Ted. Daniel XP1, is the 2012, 2011, and 21 uh, seasons the best of the last decade? Uh, 21, 2011, or 2010, 2011, eh. uh, 2012, definitely. I love 2018, actually. I thought 2018 was a great season. 21, 2018 was a great season just up, well, ha- until halfway through. Vettel crying broke my heart. Yeah, so probably. Um, Max as a driver, I like. Max as a person, I find to be whiny and arrogant. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get that argument. I don't know. Like, the, the thing about me is I don't really watch much of the, like, the actual drivers outside of F1, if that makes sense. So, like, I know lots of people talk about, oh, there's these videos of sim racing or there's this and that and the other. I can't comment on it because I don't know. You know, I, I, I literally just watch the press interviews and stuff like that. I don't really follow them on social media or anything like that. Are you still planning to release the video of people's bold preseason predictions? I said Piastri will put uh, will outscore Lando. He's doing a great job. Imagine Lando was doing P17s early in the season. F1 go. Yes, I am. I'm going to release that in December. Um, and I also have, I think, cash to give out to people in December for crazy predictions from last year as well. So, yes, I will be doing that. I'm also going to get back to the podcast in September. Um, I'm going to try and line up some good guests. And uh, hopefully there'll be a couple of podcasts with the likes of Wimbo, who uh, is a great friend of the channel, as you all know. And, of course, a casual F1 fan. Uh, yeah, should be some some good podcasts. Uh, US commentators just cry for Logan the whole time. <laughs> Connor. Incredible talent with a questionable personality, though his father is who he is. I think he gains a lot of it from him. I don't like Yoss Verstappen personally, but that's just me. Um, Marcus says, man, 06 was such a good season. Just so sad that uh, Shumi's engine blew up in Suzuka and ended what would have been. Uh, yeah, the 2000s were great, man. I, I miss those. I miss those engine noises in general. Guys, I'm going to stop recording and leave it there. To all of you listening on Spotify and audio podcasts, please do leave a five-star review as it helps to push us out there. Um, the audio podcast, for any of you who don't know, will be out the day after the live, so be out tomorrow. And uh, I love you all. Thank you, you absolute legends. For those of you who joined live along, um, let me answer one last question in chat. Who is your ideal driver if you could make a driver? Qualifying pace, race pace, tire life. Um, I mean, hmm, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, I think, look, obviously the greatest, you know, driver of all time. Greatest driver of all time has to be Jolyon Palmer. We'll leave it there. Always a pleasure, guys. And thank you, Sean. Always a pleasure to you here as well. Thank you so much for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. 
I'm going to go shave off this crappy bum fluff for next time. As Bob DeVries says, Phil Hill is the greatest driver ever. Thank you so much, guys.